Have you ever wanted someone to walk alongside you as you do the thing? You know, the thing that makes your heart come alive and leaves our world more like Jesus than we found it. I know, and that's why I'm here. My name is Rebecca Dotson-George. I'm a speaker, writer, career coach, and just all around excited to be in your earbuds for the next few minutes. I'm a girl wildly passionate about cheering you on as you make God known in and through your creative mission. Here's the thing though, I know sometimes you can get discouraged. I'm not good enough. I don't know where to start. I can't do as good of a job as she's doing. These are all lies that we sometimes believe and I'm here to help you debunk those lies that are ruling your mind about your mission and replace them with truth from God's word. So. Buckle up, because I'll gather up my favorite seasoned and rising leaders in their fields to share inspirational stories, strategic advice, and hard-won wisdom. Welcome to the Do The Thing Movement Podcast. Do you ever get to the end of a podcast and just think, man, I am not done with that conversation. Girl, me too. And I love hearing from you about how not only the show is encouraging you, but also what God is stirring up in you as a result. And I just really wanted the opportunity to connect one-on-one with more of you. And that's why I've created a Patreon community. Patreon is an online platform that hosts bonus content and provides creators a way to hang out with their audience in a more intimate way. So here's how I'm going to use it. There are three tiers. First is the bestie tier, which will include access to the platform and extra conversations with all our guests that only Patreon besties will get to hear. These questions will not be shared here on your podcast platform. Then there's the VIP party tier. This includes the bestie tier and you get invited to a VIP party once a month on Zoom where we get to hang out, get to know one another better and maybe do some coaching in a group session from time to time. And then finally, there is the calling coach tier. In this tier, you'll be able to access the previous tiers plus have a 30 minute coaching call per month with me to talk about anything podcast, ministry or career related. How fun does this sound? So come on over to Patreon by downloading the app or visiting patreon.com and search Do The Thing Movement. I can't wait to meet you inside the community. Hey friends, I'm so happy to be with you today for this special conversation with Alina Pitts. You probably know Alina for her starring role in the movie War Room that we all know and love from a few years back, but I got to sit down with her today and get to know her better. It was such a fun conversation, and I know you're going to love her just as much as I did. So let's welcome our new friend, Alina, to the show. Okay, Alina, I am so happy to have you on the show today. Thanks so much for being with me. Thank you for having me on. I'm excited to be here. This is going to be so fun. So I want to like walk back a few years before, like before War Room, before a lot of the really cool things that have happened in your life happened. You started acting at like a really young age, right? From what I hear. Mm -hmm. And you started making some videos with your sisters and doing all these fun things and really using kind of those gifts and talents that God gave you long before anybody really knew about it. Right. And so like Mm -hmm. tell everybody about how you kind of began to discover your gifts and talents at such a young age. This is a funny story. So I, I've actually always kind of been a performer. I've always loved performing for people, but it really was like, I just was kind of that way. Like it wasn't like I was trying to be, I kind of just 
liked to perform for people and put on shows. And so I would do like little circuses and use my sisters as like the animals. There were just moments where I was like, I was the boss and I like to lead and like tell everyone what part to play and all those things. But I really like in outside of my family, I was kind of shy. Like I didn't really, I wasn't super like loud with other people, like other than my family. And so God quite literally placed acting like in my path, I guess. Like it wasn't something I was pursuing. It wasn't something I ever thought I would do, although I enjoyed doing home videos and all those things. But he literally, it was like just God. Like I didn't pursue it or um, work super hard to learn how to act or anything like that. Um, So yeah. I love that so much. Listeners won't know this about me. I don't know that I've ever shared this on the show, but in high school, I reached this point where I realized that sports were just not my jam. Like I, I wanted so badly to excel at a sport Mm -hmm. to like be a part of that, like team environment. Like the thought of that was really cool to me, but I tried basketball and like got hit in the head at a basketball camp. at I hated every second of it. I tried volleyball. And then there came a point where like all my friends really started to excel and I just never really Mm -hmm. caught on. And so, and, and then I always loved individual sports. Like I was a swimmer competitively and a runner. I still run um, now. And that's really been my jam, but I just got to this point in high school where I was like, I'm just kind of done with the whole trying sports things. And so I Mm -hmm. started singing in choir and then eventually did musical theater my junior and senior year of high school. And similar to you, I mean, outside of my family, I probably would have been portrayed as relatively shy. I had a very small circle of people that I hung out with. Mm -hmm. And my senior year, I auditioned for the lead in the musical that we did, which was Oklahoma, the like Rodgers and Hammerstein version. Okay. And I got the lead in the play. And I remember people asking my mom, like, I've never heard Rebecca sing. Like, what's this experience like for her? Because, you know, it was almost God gave me this opportunity to use a gift. I didn't know that I had until that point in my life. And so anyway, I love reading about your story because it reminds me of like those moments in high school for me when I was like discovering what, I don't know, just how God has gifted and talented me. So I love that you discovered that at such a young age (laughs) and most of our friends listening, um, if they don't know you for other reasons, they will know you from the film that you starred in called war room. And that was one of my favorite movies. I love that movie so much. And, um, it really has encouraged me in my prayer life. And I love the movie or the book that Priscilla wrote kind of alongside it called fervent that, book has been so impactful to my prayer life. I've led small groups through it a couple of times. And so I want to hear from you, like, how old were you when you were in that movie? Like, what was that experience like? Yeah, I was 10 years old. Um, That's crazy. That experience was the probably one of my favorite like moments, like just that whole three month period and then the premieres. And so I guess like a two year period almost was like, those are golden days. And so I guess at 10 years old, like I think back and I'm like, that was so long ago, but it kind of feels like yesterday. 
Um, I got the part through my aunt was already auditioning for her part and they needed a little girl. And so she was like, I have a niece who would love to audition. She's super good at like this kind of artsy stuff. I bet she won't get the part. She's never acted before, but just let her like try out. She's kind of, I'm just one of those people where I'll be like, sure, I'll try it. Like, why not? And so I did it really almost as a joke. Like I was like, I probably won't get this. This is kind of funny. Like, let's just see what acting is like. And so I auditioned and then they asked for me to send in another one. And I was like, that's weird. And so I kept getting callbacks and it turns out like I'm a relatively okay actress and got to do that. And so I got the part and at 10 years old, it was kind of like a shock. I was like, wait, I'm going to move 300 miles away or whatever for three months. Like that's crazy. And so I ended up moving for three months to North Carolina, which was, we were in Charlotte and it was like, those were, it was so fun. I had like an onset I I guess, best friend Um, and that whole world. It was hard as a 10 year old, as like someone who has to like be super like mature and work eight hour days, all those things. But when I look back, the majority of it was fun and also just really cool to see God work in my life at such a young age and also just in such a big way. I was just like, this is crazy. Yeah. Well, you know, we all saw the film and it impacted our lives so deeply, but I'm even wondering at 10 years old, how did God work in you in terms of like your own prayer life? What did he teach you about prayer? Like as being a part of that movie? Yeah, there were lots of moments on set where like you would just need, you would literally need the spirit of God as you were acting in a certain part. And if you couldn't, if like, if you weren't, if it wasn't working, we would just pause. Let's all like go pray. And so As a child, I just realized the power of it. Like there were moments on set where God would just show up. Lots of people on set ended up like being saved, like lots of the camera crew and all of that ended up being saved. And then we got, we got to baptize them. And so getting to witness all of that was more of just like a, I don't know, God kindling within me, like a fire for him or just like, like I've seen him, like I've seen him work now. And so it was really cool. And I think getting to do it alongside of a great friend of mine named Jaden, who was my best friend in the movie. We kind of got to grow together, which was also really cool. That's super cool. And then, I mean, I can't help but wonder being that young, how fun it would have been to have an experience like that with your aunt, with Priscilla. Like what? Yes. Tell me about that. Like, what was that like yeah. for you? Um. So she's kind of like, my she's my aunt but she's more of like my mom's like real sister and so they just like grew up together um and they were like best friends and so getting to be on set my mom was on set as well and so getting to be with just the two of them and like watch their friendship but also like kind of be a part of it was really cool and as I look back like with where I am now I'm really grateful for that time just to be able to spend it with my mom and my aunt like two of my favorite people um to this day two of my favorite people and so it was really fun super goofy and I think it helped that we already knew each other. So for her to be my mom in a movie wasn't that like foreign yeah. of a concept. Um, so I think it also made it easier. That's really cool. We, so listeners will remember a few months ago, it's funny that we're talking about prayer and war room because Crystal just came out with um, a book about prayer a few months ago. And we had her on the show uh, to talk about that. And I loved having her. I have read and studied so many of Priscilla's books over the years. I need her to write another book so I can have an excuse to have her on the show too. <laughs> but um, but I, I love your family. And I, I was so excited to chat with you just thinking back on when I first saw that movie and how fun that had to have been for y'all and what an experience yeah. to like look back on. I love that. So, you know, coming back to 
kind of entering the public eye at such a young age, I would love to hear, I would love for our listeners to hear how did God walk with you on that journey? And like, if we have listeners listening who aspire to kind of be in this world of creating or acting or writing or whatever it is that God's calling them to create, like what advice would you have for them having walked this path? I'd say I'm still walking it. So I'm still learning and (laughs) growing, but (laughs) um, I think at first it was something that I really didn't want. I was like, God, Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't like this. Like, I don't like walking around and people recognizing you or just having feeling like people are entitled to like know about my personal life. It just was really hard. And I found myself kind of like resenting it a little bit. Um, And then especially as I had to grieve publicly um, and kind of grow up really quickly publicly, um, it was really hard. And so I wish I had like a, oh my gosh, it was great and (laughs) super fun, but it's been really isolating and really hard. Um, And just, I feel like I'm just now coming out of a really isolating season. Um, And so I would say guard your heart, be super grounded. And also like, I think the great thing about just the difficulty of what I've walked through in the public eye, I think God has just like continually kept me really close to him. Like I think a a lot of it has been intentional. Um, Of course, everything he does is intentional, but I really think he just wants me to be really close to him and really grounded in him. Um, And so I think right now I am, and I think I'm ready to walk into whatever's next just because of like, I know my father and like we're tight. And so um, it's been really, it's been really cool, but I did find myself resenting it a lot, but also I felt really convicted for resenting it because God has handed it to me and he's allowed me to steward this. And so learning how to steward it and all of that has also been a process and I'm still growing every day. Um, but I am beyond grateful to be able to influence in the way that I do. Um, and I think my, my biggest piece of advice was like, it looks different for everybody. And a lot of times the things that like, I guess we aspire to or for want are not, not what they seem. And so Mm -hmm. I guess that's my advice. Yeah. I think that's really wise. And I love that you're still in the process of figuring that out. I think we all are. And I think that it's really cool to see how even the hardest things that we face are all the good things. The hard things are all part of the process of us becoming more like Christ. And it's so cool to see how he's used all of it in your life um, to really draw you closer to him. I love that. I love hearing that. I hope that encourages our audience today, just in remembering, even though we're facing really tough stuff right now and we're in a really hard season, um, that he uses it all I and mean, he makes it all matter. Yeah. And I love that. So what does balancing this world with like normal teenage life look like for you? I'm so curious. <laughs> Um, I'm, so I'm homeschooling right now. I'm okay. really just trying to finish school because I just am ready to be done. It's just yeah. one of those things that I'm not passionate about. And so it takes away from the things that I am passionate about, but being able to homeschool and like do online has been really great. Um, it looks like a lot of not balancing though. I'm not yeah. great at balancing. I'm a big procrastinator. I'm a big, like, let me try and multitask everything and then nothing gets done. So that's, that's my personality. And so I don't know. It looks like a lot of, but I'm also very determined and responsible. So I feel like my dad isn't really in a lot of my school life. Um, but it's been a struggle. I think as I've grown up, though, it's gotten easier. Like it used to be hard because I was in school. This is when I lived in Dallas and people would be like, where are you all the time? Like, why are you yeah. always missing school? <laughs> and I would just make up random excuses. And then people found out about the movie and all of that. And so then people knew, but I kept my close friends. And then 
um, moving here the past two years, I was just like, I can't keep doing this balanced school and work thing. Like it's not working. And so homeschooling has been really nice, but I'm not a great balancer. So I'm not even going to pretend like yeah. I do it well. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's important to say, because I, I think we all struggle with that in our own, yeah. in our own way, but it's easy to look at somebody's life online and think like, oh, wow, that looks so perfect and so perfectly well-balanced. And when in reality, mm-hmm. we're all just like trying <laughs> to manage all of the things yeah. well. And, um, so I love that you say that. Okay. One thing that I was reading about you that I would love to like talk shop about because I love it too is running. So are you still running? Oh, yes. 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 Okay. So did you do like track and field like at school or do you just as a hobby love to run? It's it went from school to hobby. Okay. Okay. I lived in Texas, which is like track central. So like if you were semi-athletic and you were semi-fast, like you did track. And so I learned how to run and then I did that all through school. And then when I moved here, it really became more of like a coping thing. Like it just helped my, like helped me stay sane. And so I love it. I used to hate long distance and now that's all I do. So I've changed a lot. Yeah. Okay. Have you, I mean, I know we aren't really racing right now because of the world that we're living in, (laughs) Yeah. but have you done, um, like, have you done any half marathons or marathons yet? I was actually getting ready to do one in, uh, like I think it was in September or November, um, but because of quarantine and stuff, it got closed. And so, oh, yeah. that stinks. Okay, I know. I actually okay. was going to do it with Crystal. Oh, fun! Yeah, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. I really miss. Um, I miss the season where I had the time to train for mm-hmm. half. Yeah, <laughs> I did. So before I got married, I did three fulls in about okay. a span of like two or three years. Um, but I was single and I was working a corporate job and like, that was my hobby outside of work. And I trained in the mornings before I got my day going and it was so fun. Like I had the best community of runners that I trained with and it just was such a sweet season. Um, but I do hope that after all of this kind of calms down a little bit that I can at least maybe do a half. So that's my goal. But, um, my favorite race probably in terms of like long distance is the St. Jude marathon that they have in Memphis. So you run like on the grounds of the hospital and the patients and their families line the streets. Oh wow! It is just, it's the coolest experience. Um, Yeah. I've done one on the beach too. That was really fun. It was very windy though. Um, Yeah. But, but yeah, I'm really, I'm really missing those memories and like, the ability to do that right now. So hopefully we can soon, but Mm -hmm. okay. So there's a couple questions and I love when people turn them in from our Patreon community that I'm excited to ask you. So basically for listeners who are new, um, that are not familiar with Patreon, we have a couple of tiers that allow you to turn in questions for future interviews. Like if you, if we're interviewing somebody that you you know, you've read their books or you've watched their movie or whatever, and you want to ask some questions, we allow you to turn those in. So we have a couple from um, one of our friends named Janelle. And so the first one I love, she says, what would you say to the girl who is trying to figure out that the world says one thing, but in her home built on the foundation of the Lord, or like the world says one thing, the Bible says another, how would you encourage somebody in that type of situation right now? I'd say that one reaps benefits and one reaps really bad consequences. And so 
I think, I think that's kind of how my dad has raised us and not in a legalistic way, but more of just like pursuing holiness pays off and like doing what the Bible says really pays off. Um, and a lot of times like we do mess up and we learn the hard way, but like God's heart is for us to be close to him. And so all of these things that he's set up in his Bible and all that is really so that we can be close to him and not so that we can like check off the boxes. And so I think a lot of it, like battling the, I guess like the two forces or whatever you want to call it. I think a lot of it is just motive. And so what I've had to do is just pray that God would like make my heart want his word. Um, Because I think with the wrong motives, it doesn't even really do anything. It just is like, I'm just trying to be a good person, which does not do anything. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I've prayed a lot about motives and just that God would like turn my heart towards him um, so that I can be a light for others. Um, and so I think that's my advice. I think the way to stay grounded in his word is really a lot of prayer and then a lot of like intentionally reading his word. Um, I'm not a pro though. So, well, I, none of us are. So I love that answer. Yeah. I think that's so great. And then the other question Janelle had was how do we keep, this is a big one. Whew. This is okay. a doozy. How do we keep a healthy perspective or of our identity in Christ as women and that our confidence is in him and from him? that's a hard one because I think (laughs) a lot of everything that's like wrong with the world right now is due to like the lack of identity and knowing who we are in Christ um, which I think is always kind of the root problem I'd say a lot of reading the Bible like what does God say about you which sounds so cliche but it really is like so powerful and like it it works I promise and then also I'd say just like surrounding yourself with people who feed you truth um, like good community which you know, if you don't have that, I've had to pray for that. I've prayed for that for two years and then God finally gave it to me. And so right now I'm experiencing like good community. Um, so I'd say good community, the word of God, um, good mentors or like people in your life who, which I guess is kind of community. Um, I don't think there's any like formulaic or if that's a word formula formula. Yeah. I don't think there's a formula to like knowing your identity, but I think a lot of it is just like practices and rhythms, I guess. Yeah. yeah, I think that's good. And just being intentional in those, you know, mm-hmm. I, I'm in a season where my circle of friends is really small. I do have those people in my life, but I do have to be intentional to carve out time to spend with them and, um, and have those conversations. And I think that's really important. Um, you know, I, before I got married, I lived in a big city. I lived in Knoxville in Tennessee and I had you know, I lived in a college town. So I discipled college girls all the time. I always had people at my house and I had this big circle of friends. And now my husband and I live um, in a super small town and um, I'm a pastor's wife now. And so that changes your dynamic of relationships Mm -hmm. and friendships where you live and, you know, your circle of friends looks different. And it doesn't mean that God still can't work through that, but um, we have a part to play and being intentional in building those friendships and things like that too. So um, especially with those people who point us back to our identity in him. So I love that you say that. That's so important. Okay. So I am so excited about just having you today. And what we're about to do is finish up over on our Patreon page um, and go through like our bonus round of questions that only our patrons get to listen to. So if you have not checked out Patreon, if you want to get to know Alina a little better, hop on over there and you can listen to that other conversation. So for this talk though, Alina, thank you for being with me today.
Thanks so much for listening to the show. I am so thrilled to have you be a part of this community. I wanted to remind you of a couple of things. Number one, did you know that when people rate and review podcasts on Apple Podcasts, it actually helps more people come across the show? And when that happens, the messages we're sharing get spread even further and we get to encourage more people. I can't think of anything more fun than that. So it would mean the world to me if you would do something that would take just two minutes of your time. Hop on over to Apple Podcasts, leave a rating and a written review. Tell me all about how the show is encouraging you and invite others to listen in. It truly means the world to this girl on the other side of the mic. And then number two, if you're loving the show and want even more content from Do The Thing Movement, hop on over to our Patreon page on your desktop or mobile device to listen to after the show bonus interviews, attend live Zoom parties, and receive extra coaching. Simply download the Patreon app or do it on your desktop device and search Do The Thing Movement. I would love to see you over there in that community. Thanks again for listening, and I can't wait to be back with you next episode. Same time, same place. Bye, friends.